What's up, y'all? It's Kavya, and welcome back to the 32nd episode of Women on the Mic. Today, I'm so, so excited to talk to Kaylee Fratkin of the Boston Pride. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. How's the start of 2021 been for you? It's been crazy. You know, we were uh, in the bubble very beginning of, um, of this year. And uh, yeah, I was so excited to play a season um, in our kind of two week span. And then uh, things kind of went sideways and I got COVID and um, now I'm on the mend and, and now I'm back talking with you. That's good to hear. Um, so, you know, I want to get started and talk to you about how you got started with sports, uh, specifically hockey. So growing up, you know, how did you get introduced to sports and hockey? I'm the youngest. Uh, I have two older brothers. They both were playing hockey. I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, where hockey is the norm for everyone out there. So I was on skates at about uh, two and a half, three years old. And I started skating uh, or playing hockey, sorry, at, at five, four or five. Um, but I played a ton of different sports. Um, I really loved to run track and I played soccer and lacrosse. And um, I took a really big liking to hockey. I also figure skated actually too. Wow. So um, did a lot of sports, uh, played soccer and figure, and I figure skated competitively and then, um, loved hockey more than anything. And with my two older brothers playing, it just was a, a family sport that we all bonded over. And, um, yeah. yeah, that's super fun. Um, you know, I know, especially in Canada, the hockey scene is huge. Um, but what was it like for like girls hockey growing up in Canada? What was that scene like? Yeah, it was pretty well non-existent. Uh, when I first started playing, uh, I played boys. And then if I wanted to play with, with girls, uh, it would be playing with people that were like six years older than me. So when I was six or seven, uh, I played halftime on a boys team with kids my age. And then I played with girls that were six years older than me. They were like 12, 13. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And my parents, um, obviously being a parent wasn't really fine with having a six, seven year old in a locker room with, with 12 yeah. to 13 year old girls, makes so, <laughs> which makes sense. So, um, I decided to kind of just stay with the boys, my, uh, play boys hockey, just because the girls hockey wasn't, um, as developed. When did you kind of realize like you want to take this further and maybe, you know, go pro? Yeah, I was 13, 14 when I kind of realized uh, I had an invite to the Canadian national team program. And at that point, I kind of realized I wanted to start to take it seriously uh, and go and go to college. Because actually, when I was growing up, there was no National Women's Hockey League. There was no um uh, you couldn't play hockey really beyond college unless you were a part of a national team. And that's very few people that get the opportunity to do that. So um, mm -hmm. I realized that I wanted to take hockey seriously at, at 13, 14 years old, but I didn't really know what that was going to look like for me um, other than just go to college or, yeah. or try and try and make the national team. So I know, you know, you mentioned college. I know you went to Boston university. What was, um, do you have any favorite memories from BU? Oh, BU is awesome. Um, I loved it because our campus wasn't like a traditional um, kind of enclosed campus. You know, you're like immersed right in the city. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's it's pretty unique and, and different in that regard. But my fondest memories really were just like with my teammates. Uh, you know, yeah. we were fortunate enough to go to, um, you know, like four NCAA tournaments, two wow. national championships. Um, we won hockey East three times. Like there was the hockey side was super fun, but I'd say it's like the memories with your teammates. Like yeah, for just sure. some you know, you get to experience being right in Boston. Like we had marathon Monday and which is during the Boston marathon, you get to experience some things that, 
I think at any other college you really don't get to experience. So um, my memories would be kind of outside of, out of playing was, yeah. was the fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool to be immersed in such a like vibrant city like Boston, where there's so many campuses, um, you know, along the river and in the city. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I know you mentioned it, but you're currently part of the NWHL, the National Women's Hockey League, um, which is pretty new. It started in 2015, if I'm not wrong. Um, what was kind of going through your mind when you heard about this league and decided to be part of it? Yeah, it seems like a long time ago now. It's crazy. This is, a, I'm playing in my sixth season, almost done with my sixth season. Um, but yeah, when it started, I actually, I played a year in the Canadian Women's Hockey League, which was the only league that was around at the time. There was one team in Boston and then um, the other teams were in Canada. And so mm -hmm. I played for the Boston team. And uh, at the end of that year, we had heard rumblings uh, in May, actually, we had just won the Clarkson Cup and we heard rumblings that someone was going to be starting a pro league where they were going to pay you. And um, the CWHL at the time was like a, you were calling it professional, but it really wasn't because you weren't making a lit, like you weren't making money, money playing. Like I would go to practices and I wasn't like, physically getting a paycheck for being at practice. And um, we heard rumbling, sorry, in May about the NWHL. And I remember getting an email from Danny Ryland, who was, you know, the commissioner of the league at the time. And she had said, you know, hey, we have these open um, free agency camps. And, you know, this is a league. And I had gone to the first, they had like a, a night to host know who these investors were and who were kind of being a part of this league and I had gone to that and then I went to the free agency camps and I really quite honestly had no idea what I was getting into I just knew that it was an opportunity to play women's pro hockey and you were going to make x amount of salary and um it kind of all took off from there it was pretty crazy yeah I mean the league is definitely growing and I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about that too um switching gears to the Boston Pride a little bit your current team Last year, you won the League Defender of the Year, and then you were named to your third consecutive All-Star team. Um, you know, what's been your proudest accomplishment so far, like, throughout your whole career? I'd say, I don't know what my proudest accomplishment is, but, um, you know, really, the accomplishments just in the NWHL really have been, like, the highlight of my of my career. Mm -hmm. um, I, like I was saying, like at the college level, I was really fortunate enough to be a part of a pretty awesome program that won yeah. hockey, three hockey's championships. Like I've, I've definitely won some, some titles as a team. Um, and I'd say just the continued, like, I, I don't know if there's like a particular, I'd say like accolade or something that has been my proudest accomplishment. I think it's been being a part of the foundation of the National Women's Hockey League and being yeah. able to see how much that's really affecting the sport and to see that like young girls, like truly making an impact in Boston and seeing the young girls growing up playing. And they're like, you play for the Boston pride or awesome. I coach, you know, I coach a high school team and the girls are, you know, we're going crazy during the bubble, the like I'll buy your t-shirts. And they're like, you play for the Boston pride. Like Jillian Dempsey is my favorite player ever. And that is like the biggest accomplishment for me is just to be able to be like, wow, you're really making an impact on the sport. And these kids growing up are, you know, hopefully you can have a place to play where they don't have to hold a second job and they can play hockey full time. But um, I think my greatest accomplishment is just seeing that type of impact that you're having on the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys are really like trailblazing this league and um, setting it up for the younger generation of athletes. Um, 
you know, you're definitely a leader for this pride team. How would you describe your like leadership style? You know, what's important to you as a leader? Um, I, I definitely pride myself on trying to lead by example. Um, I'm not the most, uh, I'm definitely a positive person, but I'm not the most like raw, raw vocal person that you'll, you'll hear in the locker room. I, I definitely, um, I think I, like I said, pride myself on like leading by example. And, um, I also really like to make everyone in the locker room and on the team feel welcome. And, um, I do my best to form relationships with every single person on the team. Um, Mm -hmm. cause I just know how important that is. Um, and especially for someone that's been in the league for, um, a lot longer than, than majority of the people. So to kind of, like, I know what they're experiencing. I experienced as well. And, um, I think that type of leadership is something that I, I see that, um, that I exemplify. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of the times we talk about the high points in our careers and like, you know, our proudest accomplishments, but a lot of the times those low points, the points where we're lacking confidence are really, um, pivotal to our growth and, um, you know, shape our path, uh, even more. So is there a moment you can kind of talk about where you felt like you were at a lower lack of confidence and, you know, how did you get out of that? Yeah. Um, I would say probably my, my bo- most difficult time or a time where I've kind of been in this roller coaster of emotion, um, during my, during my time playing was really, um, I was a part of the Canadian national team program, like in and out of the program for about seven years. Um, and would get invited to camps, you get cut from camps, you get, you make a team one year, you don't make a team the next. And, um, you know, that was a really, really, um, tough experience that, you know, I went through for a lot of my career to, to try and kind of make it to that, um, level. And I remember, um, the year when I was playing, uh, for the Boston Blades in the Canadian Women Talk, Canadian Women Hockey League, I was also um, I had my first chance with like the senior team at that time. And uh, after the season, after I had just made a a team that played in Germany for Nations Cup, um, I actually got cut and released from the program. And that was my, you know, second or third time being you know, released from from the program after being invited back and released, yeah. and released again. And it's just a uh, it's apps. And at that time there really, there wasn't anything other than women's hockey going on. So I actually thought my career was completely over. I didn't think I was gonna be playing hockey at all. Um, that was my, um, one year post-college, um, that I was completely done and I I wasn't really ready to be done at all. Um, and I just remember, um, kind of sitting there, like literally remember getting a phone call, um, in, in sitting there, I was on the BU campus and I was like, what, what am I going to do? Like, and you know, your confidence just shot, like you go from having an opportunity and you are so, you know, happy and excited because you just, we had just won a, a Clarkson cup too. And, um, I just remember being like, uh, my hockey career is over and not because I want to, like, it wasn't like I had an injury or that, um, I was like, wow, I'm ready to move on with hockey. Cause I don't love it anymore. It was very much like someone was like closing that door and being like, there was nothing else for me. And I was like. I don't want to be done playing hockey. Um, and that's when the NWHL started and um, things turned around, but that was a really, you know, it's a rough time. Like it, you always want to make a team where you want to win and it, yeah. there's some stuff's like totally out of your control and it really takes a shot to your confidence and um, cause it makes you feel like crap. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was saying, I, I definitely went through a good chunk of my career with a lot of ups and downs, a lot of roller coasters. Um, but, you know, now with NWHL, there's so many opportunities for young women to pursue hockey at the professional level. And even, 
you know, last year, I think uh, Discover had a partnership with the NWHL, which was huge. Um, but what do you hope to see next? You know, what does this partnership mean? What is like, what is next for the NWHL that you want to see? I'd love to see um, continued expansions of teams that are individually owned. I think that's absolutely monumental for, for the league to continue to grow um, more dollars into sponsorships. You talk about discover, um, you know, trying to see some more uh, big companies invest more money in women and more money in the sport um, and increased media um, television content. You know, uh, our game next week is going to be on NBC sports for the first time ever. And, uh, continued growth with that to have more networks, uh, invest, invest a lot more in, in the league and in the women, um, in general. So I think those kind of things can definitely help propel the sport, um, to get to the level that it needs to get to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially later this month with, um, the Isabel cup on NBC, that would be so awesome to get so many new viewers and, um, you know, get more people to love the game and see you guys do your thing. Um, what do you hope, you know, with more TV coverage, people learn about um, the Boston Pride and just the league in general, you know, what do you hope they take away? I hope they take away that women's hockey's fun or the sport of hockey, you know, the sport of hockey isn't just, you know, for males or, or it's not just for, uh, you know, boy hockey players that um, women can play too. And the hockey's great and it's competitive. And I think it really is going to change the connotation of what people think about when they think about women's hockey. Um, you know, there, you want it to open up the doors to, to all girls of all ages that come from any background, anywhere in the world, you know, hockey's a sport that um, has always been very tough to play because you have to get ice time and equipment and, um, you know, it costs a lot of money to do, but I hope that when people can turn on their TVs and, and see hockey, like a young little girl could be like, you know, mom, dad, like I want to play too, or, you know, how do I get on ice? And, you know, even if it's not just being able to play hockey right away, even if it's roller hockey or, you know, getting a set of roller blades, like that's how I really started. Like I started in the backyard with a, you know, a set of roller blades because my parents black topped our um, pool that we had and they made it into like a roller hockey rink for us. And that's how I started playing. So if that helps another girl, like by you know, turning the channel and coming across NBC and being like, wow, like what's that? And, you know, maybe she lives out in Arizona and hockey isn't as big there, but it can yeah. get a set of rollerblades and play. Like, that's what I hope that, that, um, you know, that can do. That's awesome. Um, you know, I know we talked a little bit about before the episode started, but how are you guys preparing for the Isbel cup? It's kind of been crazy because we had some time off, um, you know, people dealing with COVID and recovery. So we've been prepping, uh, we've been practicing for about four weeks now, um, kind of depending on when you got back from, from recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started back into the gym. So we're, uh, was at workout this morning, practice later tonight, um, kind of going through, um, a lot of, you know, getting your cardio back up and, and yeah. team systems. Um, and then we'll be heavy on the team systems for, you know, the rest of this week and into next week. And then we play uh, Friday night. That's awesome. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to turning the TV on and seeing you guys and cheering for you guys. So good luck um, these next few weeks. Um, but before I finish, firstly, I want to just thank you for taking the time and joining me today. It really means a lot. And I had a lot of fun getting to talk hockey and talk, you know, your career with you. But I have two more questions. One of them is just a fun question because I know we just talked a lot about hockey. But um, what is your like all time favorite dessert or go to dessert? Ooh, that's a good one. 
Um, I love ice cream, but, um, I'm actually so obsessed with, have you ever had those mochi ice creams? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Like the little ones. Yeah. They're like little, they're like little, they're like, uh, wrapped in like rice paper, but they're so good. Um, I definitely have those. (laughs) Yeah. Those are good. They're my Um, favorite. Yeah. So my last question is, I asked this to all the athletes I interview. I think it's cool to get all the different answers, but what do you think is the most important thing that we teach young women today? That's a really good question. Um, I think, I think resiliency, um, is kind of the really big thing that I want, you know, young girls to any sport that they play just young women in general is to be resilient and kind of never give up um I think a lot of girls that I coach or you know I even remember being in the shoes when you're a lot younger and you don't have that kind of self-confidence um and I think the biggest thing is that you need to you can be resilient of anything that goes on there's so many things that you can't control in your life that happen whether it's in your sport uh in life friendships whatever it may be that's totally unrelated to you know directly what's happening on the field or on the ice or whatever it may be. And I think just having that like sense of empowerment to just be resilient through anything, um, is something that's so important, um, of a life skill that I think. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I feel like I needed to hear that too. (laughs) Um, thank you so much again for joining me and, um, can't wait to root for you guys. Um, on the 26th and 27th, um, Isabel Cup playoffs. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me.